0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Final segment here of the Blitz on a Thursday. We're going to get to your tweets in just a minute, but Motsey, we teased it a little bit. Uh It's on the NFL Network right here. I Uh got to get... I gotta get all your thoughts as a as a you know guy with a decade of NFL experience on this Urban Meyer situation.
0: Man, he trying, I mean, yeah, what I a, ain't di- trying to end up like him? Boy, what what a
1: disaster! Hey right, man, all I gotta say is he he, he won. Well, he's he he did. He's getting, mo- he getting that money. He's getting that money still. Yeah,
0: yeah, i to say he he hit the jackpot, low key, man. Uh,
1: to be fair, I don't know if he was hurting for money before this, but he certainly won't be hurting for money <laughs> after this. Not at all. <laughs> I just. I know the type of personalities and egos that mm-hmm. are in professional locker rooms, particularly Boy. a sport as violent and as physical as the NFL. I just can't believe that he kicked an assistant coach,
0: kicked an kicker, and someone didn't knock his teeth in. Like, that's surprising well, to me. The only reason I'm going to say I'm not surprised is because they said he kicked what position? The, the kicker. That's true. So if it was a defensive yeah, lineman. That's, that's night and day. I, I mean, I literally, when I saw that report came out, I talked to my wife. I was like, you know, babe. It's only been like a handful of coaches that I've ever had disagreements with. Like to I'm sure that you've ex- had those moments No, no, no where, like like I'm saying yeah. like like when I say disagreement I'm like I'm talking where we're heated. Alter, a real altercation. Right. No, 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 and not even altercation yet. And, and it's levels to it, I'll break it down like this. Not so, a physical one. So when I yeah. say a disagreement like we're to the point where we are clearly upset with each other, it's not personal but we're heated. I've only probably had one or two coaches where it's gotten to the point where it's about to get physical. And that's what I'm saying. So when I think of that, I'm just like, I remember what my mind was at and what it took and who it took to keep me from actually going to put hands on. And this is as an NFL player, sure, to put those hands on them. I said, and that was all verbal. I couldn't imagine if someone kicked if me. If someone just, he didn't even have to kick. If he would have looked at my direction, like I had my mom say, like, yo, if you look this way, I'm coming over there, and I promise you, you're not breathing at like i 'm like that's where we're at right now you said he kicked him like Yo, this is less but you kick a kicker kicker gonna let you slide I'm good for the kicker. the kicker didn't kick him back yeah, good 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 for the kicker taking the high rope mozi you know I am
1: not tough I never pretend to be tough I yeah. don't talk tough I am five foot ten 153 pounds
0: but you look good though
1: well uh, of course baby
0: probably 54 you know
1: with the hair but if but if if somebody <laughs> kicked me oh man. It's just something just about Urban Meyer in Jacksonville felt off from the beginning, didn't it?
0: Well, in the sense that I don't think it was off. I just think that the expectations surrounding him were way higher than they should have been hmm. because he had never coached at the NFL level, and you're trying to compare collegiate success to NFL success, and those two things aren't—they don't go together like that. No, they're not and mutually that's exclusive. Time right? after time, Nick Saban is the poster boy of that, one of the greatest, if not greatest, college coach ever. Flamed at at out the, the NFL, NFL level, you saw what it looked like. So that why that's why for me, I didn't necessarily feel like it was a surprise that it didn't work. I was just more so like, man, we haven't learned our lessons as media, as people that we just hype up whatever the new thing is, whatever the oh, new fad well, that sure, is. That's sure. what that's all the Urban Meyer experience was. I mean, you look at the staff that he was bringing, and you look at the players. I mean, he signed Tim Tebow for crying out loud. What are we talking about here? To it play was, tight end. Right, it was plenty of things that showed you that he wasn't he capable hired that of strength doing coach this. from Iowa right, who it had was plenty of things that of showed bad you stuff around him, that yeah. this wasn't going to be successful, but because this is what we always do with people that we either like or people that we've seen be successful at other places or people that we just feel like oh man, they just it's they're different for whatever reason. They're just different. And it's like, no, this is the National Football League. We've seen different a thousand times over. Different does not matter. Work ethic matters. Understanding and relationships matter. And just your overall ability to lead. You can lead in college based on fear. Correct. Some of the things that he was doing there Correct. was more collegiate based. That Correct. was one of our big issues with Doug and Ron in Buffalo. He had just came from Syracuse. So his mentality was, I'm going to intimidate you. It's hard to intimidate millionaires. It's hard to intimidate guys that make more than you. Yes. It's hard to intimidate guys when I can look at you and say, they'll get rid of you before they get rid of me. And for a lot of college coaches, they can't understand that. And they can't differentiate the styles because they are drastically different. When you're in college, man, you look at that coach like, yo, he is the end all be all. He is your father. If, if dad is mad, you're in trouble. If dad is mad, you're not playing this week. If dad is mad, you might not have a scholarship come springtime. In the NFL, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, I don't I don't even have to call you coach. I call you by your first name. Right. And I don't have to give you respect because at the same time, it's like, bro.
1: I'm a professional too. I'm a professional too.
0: athlete. I'm, I'm right up here with you. Yeah. We out of eye. And for college coaches, a lot of times that's it's hard. Yeah. The power struggle is different, man. And just being a guy who's had the opportunities to play for guys who come fresh out of college, whether they're head coaches or even position coaches, versus NFL style coaches, it's night and day in terms of how yeah. they operate, man.
1: And and Moats isn't saying that. I mean, look, Pete Carroll has made the right, transi- right, and it's, it's Kingsbury it's certain coaches, has made the transition, right. Certain yeah. coaches
0: have made it. Matt but Rule is doing it's, an it's okay job. It's a different job. way to go about it. You notice Cliff Kingsbury isn't a guy that's out here trying to intimidate. He's not Pete a. Carroll yeah, isn't is a guy an that's an out here trying to intimidate. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can go down that list. Those aren't guys that are trying to intimidate. They're like players' coaches right. more but so. But when you think yeah. about Nick Saban, what do you hear when you hear Nick Saban in Alabama? Man, his coaches are scared of him. His way
1: or the highway. It,
0: it, it's that simple. He says, hey, look, these are the national championships we have. You want to play for us? Play for us. If not, you can leave. Hit the door. Well, you can do that in college.
1: You can't draw that hard line when you're in Jacksonville particularly. Hey, 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 and you
0: know what else you could do it in college? Because, hey, I don't have to worry about how many first-round draft picks. I'm Alabama. I'm going to get the pick of the litter. I'm going to get who I want. I'm one of the top three or four programs in all the college football. So it's easy to be successful and it's easy to to go that hardball route and go and say my way or the highway when you're at that stage. Whereas at the NFL, it just doesn't work like that. The dynamic is drastically different. Just like you said, think about you as a a person living under your parents' roof and when you moved out and became an adult, rules change. Mm -hmm. I don't have a curfew. Rules change. I want to leave the lights on and turn the air conditioning on with the front door open. Guess what? I'm going to leave the lights on, had an open door with I the wanna air I want to leave the running.
1: dirty dishes in the sink, and I'll clean them up tomorrow.
0: If I like having the TV on when I go to sleep, well, guess what? The TV going to be on when I go to sleep. I'm paying the that bill. That is just the difference. Yeah. And that's, to me, the biggest difference. When you talk about college coaches, college athletes in that example. spectrum that's versus NFL, example. man.
1: That's a great analogy, yeah. It, to me, like you know when you go to a concert, mm-hmm. and there's just the person there who clearly doesn't know the band, doesn't know the artist,
0: doesn't know any of the songs. They don't know the name of my band. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hope it. That was a good one. <laughs>
1: that, that to me was Urban Meyer. He just, this whole time, he just looked like the awkward dad at the concert who doesn't know the artist, doesn't know the band,
0: doesn't know any of their songs. He's kind of like vibing with and it. And is trying
1: to fit in, <laughs> but you can just tell like, yeah, this guy's uncomfortable. Polo he, shirt is...
0: tucked in, dad jeans yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Open toe shine, Coletas. Yeah, It happens.
1: Like my buddy, uh, dad, Mr. Simperman, who took us to the Kid Cudi concert Ooh. in ninth grade. Was That's he on the what happened. Urban Meyer looked like Mr. Simperman uh-huh. standing behind us at the Kid Cudi concert in ninth grade.
0: Did you? Did he catch a contact? Because I know how them Kid Cuddies go. <laughs> he he might have say He was <laughs>
1: the man on the moon by the time he got out of there.
0: <laughs> he was probably really, really happy by the time the show ended. <laughs> well, yeah, because great music. I mean, of obviously. course, the atmosphere is to die for. It's very uplifting. He was like, "Wow, there's a lot of fog machines in this place." <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it.
1: All right, you're going all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, see, before we get to the tweets and get to the reaction here, in the spirit of you know, we've 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 swapped out three question Thursday for three things Thursday, but I want to bring back a little three things since this is our last Thursday show before the Christmas holiday. You know, we've done Christmas songs, we've done Christmas Bro. cookies. It feels like Christmas movies is always a part of the conversation. I've got three Christmas hitters here for you. Okay. All right, three questions related to Christmas, not lists or anything like that. Just you know, one one answer questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, what's your favorite thing about Christmas?
0: For me, it's the uh, the fellowship. You know, um, when I was playing, it was dope to fellowship in terms of just that camaraderie, right? Hanging with my teammates, hanging with my coaches, because a lot of times us as athletes we weren't playing in places where we were actually from so our family was our teammates our family was our coaching staff so for the holidays man just being able to bond being able to hang with those guys whether it was in college or obviously in the nfl we're playing games on christmas day some of them at home which are cool but we were on the road as well right and that's a different atmosphere but when you're with your guys you're with your brothers it's like man like, we just connect. You Heck know what yeah. I mean? So for me, man, I love that part about, Chris, about the holidays.
1: Yeah, it's kind of similar for me. My favorite thing about Christmas is just, like, the time you get to spend with your loved ones. Yeah. You know, looking back on it, I think the thing that I miss most about college, growing up, being a kid, mm-hmm. you know, high school, however you want to label it, is the time off. Yeah. Like, you don't realize how nice it is when you're a teenager, when you're in college, when you're in school still, and you've got – a month off over Christmas, you've got three and a half months off over the summertime, right? Like, you take you take for granted spending a few days at Grandma's. You take for granted spending time with your family and not really having anything to do. You know, it feels like Christmas is really that old. You know, I get three, four days to disconnect, be with my family, be with my loved ones. It sounds cliched, but, but that's my favorite thing, because I took that for granted when I was younger, because it was just every year, and you got all this time off, and It's a little bit different when you work in sports media, you know, around football when when Christmas time is chaos. Um, But those few days that you get to slow down, for me, is is certainly my favorite thing about Christmas as well. Number two, Arthur Motes, though, what's your least favorite thing about Christmas?
0: The text messages, bro. I hate... (laughs) That's Everybody a one. That's is a great going one. to text. I'm gonna. T- I'm holidays. texting. I'm texting you on Christmas Merry morning just because. Christmas, of Merry Xmas, Happy Holiday, Happy Hanukkah. Hope your New Year's. I'm texting good. you Christmas now. I'm just not cause. gonna lie, bro. I can't stand it because it's like, all right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get on my soapbox. I'm gonna get on no, my soapbox. Got, all hey, right. Listen,
1: you got a platform. All man. right,
0: bro. So check it out, man. If we talk on the regular. We've already had these pleasantries. Like, me and you, we talk on the regular. So when I, whenever the last time I see you, if it's Monday, I'm going to tell you what? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Right. Enjoy yourself. Right. And next time I see you, I'm going to see you. We're going to text. We're going to text. But... It's not going to be this, oh, because we're supposed to talk on this one day, now you're going to send me a text like, I, just, I don't like
1: it. The worst is the group texters, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like group 40 people. 15 I'm like, I don't even and, know these and people's numbers. Of them, you bro. don't know the numbers yeah. and all these, your phone's bzzz,
0: bzzz, bzz, yeah. Everyone's responding.
1: And then, don't and, be then that I, and then
0: I feel guilty because I'm like, okay, well, I really don't feel guilty, but I say it because I don't want to sound like a butthole. You know what I mean? But it's like.
1: A butthole? Yeah, yeah, because,
0: because I'm the type of guy that's like, you're going to text me. I'm not going to respond because I don't want to respond, but I am still might post something. Right? And you're like, bro, you so know the, you got all your you phone. You can't text
1: back, but you can get on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> I'm, that, huh? I'm
0: that guy, and I really do not care. But I'm, I have to say, Man, I feel bad about it. So that way, it's like, with all due respect, even though I'm going to say what I want to say anyways, it's like, with all due respect, you know, I appreciate your text. I'm not going to respond to you, but I'm going to post what I want to post. I just don't like it, bro. It's a really good one. Yeah, I'm just it's not a, a fan. I'm like, bro, like, a really if, good if, one. if we connected and we vibing, we vibing. You don't got to send me that. You know what I mean? But like, We know what it is. That's, <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a really good one, Arthur that's Modes. Uh, mine you want to text me on the 23rd? Mine would be, mine would be traffic. <laughs> I mean, every what's the expression? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry comes out of the woodwork for Christmas. Mm -hmm. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a store. You can't go to the gas station without being inconvenienced by a bunch of dinks who never leave the house, but they're out and about for the Christmas holiday. I normally hate traffic. I normally hate crowds. The only time I like crowds and traffic is for sporting events and concerts. That's the only time. And it really drives me crazy over Christmas. You know, January, February timing, you know, it can be a little depressing, right, Mozi? It's dark out at like four o'clock. Right. It's freezing cold. All the holiday lights are down off the houses and the businesses and everything. But you know what I love about January and February? What's Everyone up? stays inside. Ah, yes. Traffic would be my least favorite thing. Crowds, crowdiness about Christmas. And third and finally here, Mozi, before we get to the reaction on the mm-hmm. twitter.com. I like this one. I spent some time coming up with this one. If you could live in a holiday movie, Arthur Motes, which one would you choose? If I could live. If you could live in a holiday movie.
0: Oh, man. Well, see, my problem is all the holiday movies I like tend to have, like, bad stuff happening. Like, Die Hard. I don't want to live in Die Hard. Home Alone. I don't want to live in Home Alone. Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't want to live in a Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, man, this is difficult. Ah. Let me think of a happy, super chill, safe holiday movie. Hmm. I guess what, what did Backo say? Winter Wonderland. That's was yeah, it? Yeah, uh, White Christmas. White Christmas. I, I guess throw me in that. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because Home Alone, I don't want to be left. I don't want to be lost. Like I felt like that was like a, a frantic. His anxiety See, was up. You'd wanna like wanna I don't want to live in Whoville. That. You seem like a Whoville kind of guy. You know. Well, see, my thing is, I don't want to live in Hooville. I like where the Grinch stayed at, but <laughs> I can't. View. But I can't like the Grinch because what did he do at the end? He wanted to go down there with them people. I don't want to be around people. I want to be by myself That's with my true. family, humbugged everybody else. <laughs> As y'all can see, I'm a homebody. All right, yeah. I don't like a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I, I agree.
1: <laughs> my answer is Jack Frost. <sighs> so
0: when you I want was to be a, cold.
1: When I was a kid, I th- just you know me. I've always loved cold winter. Ac- Activities. Yeah. I love hockey. I love pond hockey. Mm-hmm. I love skiing and snowboarding both. So when I was a kid, you know, Jack Frost, they got all the hockey scenes. Right. They got all the snowball fight scenes. They got the skiing and the snowboarding. I just thought that was pretty oh, cool. And of Michael plans. Keaton's in it. You know, good yens. are oh, Michael love, Keaton. Oh, I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. Love
0: Michael Keaton. And he's awesome and dope sick, by the way. But what I will say is I changed my answer. I need to see that movie. I changed my answer. Okay. I would like to be an elf. Oh, that's a good one. Cause Elf is happy. That's a good one. Elf has a ton of candy. Best coffee sugar. in the world. You could throw snowballs, which is fun. It's in New York you gotta City, have the snowball fight which scene. I absolutely love. I that's know one you of are my NYC absolute guy favorite places to ever go is New York. So yeah, man, you got all of that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Elf. Give me Elf. And it's and I don't feel like in danger. <laughs> I could just have my guard down the whole time. <laughs> I concur.
1: You like those you like those three Christmas I questions. Do, dude, that maybe was man, look at you going there cooking up in the lab. Maybe we'll cook maybe we'll keep those cooking these uh these last couple shows before we get to the holiday. Now it's time to get to the Tweets Arthur Motes at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. If you want to chime in, Hotbox tweets us two days in a row for Hotbox. Uh I know how iffy we are feeling with these last games coming, but let's all just enjoy Big Ben's last ride. Am I wrong for getting hyped? It's huh. not his last ride. Absolutely not. You're wrong. It's not his last ride. Like like we've talked about, the standard is the standard here in Pittsburgh, and we seek no comfort in moral victories. And he's playing for another three. But I think you can also, you know, you can be realistic about what's in front of you and say, you know what, this season <laughs> – barring some drastic miracle the miracle on 31st street the miracle on the north shore yeah. is is not going to end in a, you know a seventh lombardi uh, let's at least send ben out you know good tidings of joy good vibes like i said i know the standard is the standard i know we judge things differently here i know we seek no comfort in moral victories but i think you can move those goal posts a little bit for seven i do it's a rare hey <laughs> when's going to be the next time you're going to have an 18 year hall right. of fame quarterback one one team, one franchise. I mean, you, you've had that twice in franchise history. And while Bradshaw was, you know, more accomplished from a team standpoint, he also was, well, I think he was 12 years with the Steelers, 13 years with the Steelers. It wasn't 18 years. It wasn't two decades right. like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, again, I'm not saying you have to be happy with how the season plays out, but I think it is fair to move those goalposts a little bit and, and enjoy the last of Ben here and, and want to get hyped for for hopefully sending him out the right way.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to move the goalposts just because
1: I like him. So exactly. I'm biased. How about that? Our buddy Richard tweets us and Richard. says, happy holidays, you guys. Uh, for yesterday, you forgot "Give Love on Christmas Day" by The Temptations. Okay, okay, that's okay, a really okay. good one. That's a really good one. Like Annie that. tweets us and says, "My dogs have a Pavlovian response to you guys. They know it's carrots and apples time when they hear your voices." Oh, I love that. I, like that. I love that. Building on what Bacco said, last year people said Ben had uh, too much of a hand in the offense. This year, not enough. What's your thoughts on the ideal mix there? Huh? That's a good question. You know what? That is a funny. And he's right. Like last year, everyone was saying, uh, you know, too much of the offense. You know, Feetner is just a yes man for Ben. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind
0: of like, hey, what are you doing, Matt Canada? Why don't you give Big Ben some more uh, leeway here? You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like you should not listen to what the fans are saying. You Ooh. should just do what you do. That—that's what it sounds like to me. But yeah, whatever's working, right? Yeah. But you know, to each his own in terms of how they operate like that. But yeah, I've been feeling like that even when it was under the Haley era. It's like, man, why are we listening to what people say or not say? Right. We know what works. We know what doesn't work. When right. you try to play that game of make this person happy versus make that person happy, you end up making bad decisions. And bad decisions get you in a situation where you're questioning, is it coordinator or is it coach? Or, I mean, is it coordinator or is it quarterback? And It should never have gotten to this. It shouldn't be where it's currently at right now. But we will find out over these next couple of weeks if there will be a shift in any you know, way, shape, or form. Dehev, David the Photoshop extraordinaire
1: wants to know he's going to be at the game on Sunday. Hey, hey, hey. He wants to know uh what
0: the tailgate situation is looking like. All right, yeah, so I'll give you a quick update on the tailgate situation. Um for me, I won't be present. Oh, okay? No! Yeah, well I've been promoted. You know, the still, know they still they they have me I, I do a lot all of pregame stuff. I that fun that Arthur Moses yes. is having
1: out there, and they said, yes. well, wait a
0: second. Why don't you come do that for us? The, the, the Steelers have promoted me, so I do these things where we're doing pregame interviews. In fact, this week I get to interview Jack Ham. Nice. It's kind of a big deal. Nice. Okay, kind of a big deal. If you're down in the Unibet area before make the game, sure, yeah, make sure you, you feel, pull up. Ask him how he feels about that 10-year <laughs>
1: contract I sent you with James Franklin. Yeah,
0: you, you, know, you know, so, so <laughs> it's, it's certain things that, you know, I, I've been asked – you know, to, to do going forward that sure. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Well, well, sure, let's do it. So I'm no longer going to be at the tailgates. It's only two remaining because there's only two remaining home games. But uh, they will still be down there on um, Red Lab 5A. That is the spot. So, yeah, right across, so, PNC, yeah, right across yep. PNC. So if you're interested in going down there, man, the guys will still be there. Still be a ton of Steeler fans, a ton of fun. I always recommend it because it's an absolute blast. I mean, you've been down there. You know how we get it in. I love it. Yeah, but for me, I personally can't be there just because, like I said, I will be having to do some other pregame obligations. But if you do want to see me, like I said, man, the Unibet tent, it sits right across from the Steelers Pro Shop. There we go. And, yeah, we have guests in there, and I'm on interview duty. So, yeah, this Sunday, Jack Ham. I'm excited.
1: Uh, David, I'll text you. David and I got each other's phone numbers yeah. because we've sent him stuff in the past and Absolutely. he's, he's done videos
0: and stuff for us mm-hmm. in the past. And I I'm just not as cool. I get it.
1: I I haven't been down to tailgate what I did the Raiders game and the Bengals game. And yeah. then my daughter was born. So I haven't been down since then. It was
0: a good time though. Huh?
1: I'll tell you this right it was now. Good time. I'll tell you this right now. Probably not going to make it to the Browns tailgate with that being a Monday night game. So I'm going to try and I'm going to try and get down for, for a little bit on Sunday. So I'll, I'll text you if I'm down there, David. How about that? How about that? Cuban Dan says, let's not kid ourselves, the best Christmas song is Players Ball by Outcast." I said it. <laughs> Players Ball. Oh, okay. Coach Wichard tweets us and says, who's your favorite crazy, Clark, Clark Griswold or Cousin Eddie? Oh, man, I like both. Ah,
0: cousin Eddie off the chain.
1: But Cousin Eddie's he's Cousin just Eddie different. off the chain.
0: He's yeah. just different. Cousin uh, Eddie's off the chain, bro.
1: The lit one, Rebecca.
0: Lilit, lit,
1: lit, Wants to know, Motes, is your fan participating in some Elf on the Shelf shenanigans? And oh, Wes, I have now. a feeling you will be an Elf on the Shelf kind of dad. Heck come yeah, I will Come
0: on now, be. man. I'm all for the Christmas culture. Elf on the Shelf, 1,000%. Yep. Watching Christmas movies, 1,000%. Advent we, calendars, we, 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 we all Advent that calendars. Stuff. We do our tradition of every year we make Christmas cookies. That's happening this Saturday, by the way. Absolutely, man, mm-hmm. yes, you better believe it, man. If you're not at Christmas, what'd the kids say? I'm Christmas AF. That's what the kids yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I'm Christmas AF, all caps.
1: Festive yeah. AF. Jared <laughs> tweets us and Festive says, A-F. Yearly <laughs> Reminder, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie that takes place during Christmas. Yearly Boo. Reminder,
0: it is a Christmas Boo. movie. And anybody that says otherwise, Boo. I don't want to hear it.
1: Boo, where's John McClane when we need him?
0: Boo. Get him out of, out of there. Body, pal. Listen,
1: Goodfellas is a Christmas movie. Exactly. I mean, there's the Christmas, every, listen, every movie is a Christmas movie if you want it to be.
0: If it's a Christmas tree in the movie, if it takes place during Christmas time, if they sing Christmas carols in the movie, guess what is a Christmas movie? They sing Christmas carols in Die Hard. They got Christmas action going on in all those movies. Y'all better stop it.
1: It's a Christmas party, isn't it, that Hans terrorizes?
0: Absolutely. You can't have a Christmas party without it being what? Christmas time. And if it's a movie, and it's a Christmas party, well, if it looks like a duck. Quacks like a duck, man! It's a day gone duck. God has Christmas movie.
1: Dollar wants to know if we're gonna go check out Spider
0: Man No Way Home this weekend. Who? Not I, this weekend. Not but this week, soon. Yeah, not I'm this not weekend. I'm not an opening I, weekend kind of guy. Only one. It, it's only two series that get me out for opening weekend. Okay. Batman and Star Wars. Is that simple? If you tell me it's a new Star Wars dropping, yes. I'm going to be out there, and I'm going to be out there with my daughters because they love it. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we do. If it's a new Batman, I'm out there. But I'm probably my little man, but I'm going to be dressed up for that one because I'm just a, a fanboy for Batman.
1: Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Man, we got a lot of tweets today. This is a lot to wade through here. Frankie Z says, gentlemen, invoking Denzel, Cuba, and inconsistency. Wow. Wow. <laughs> As consistent, and he uses air quotes there. I think he's being facetious. As the Steelers have been this year in stopping the run, my acid reflex is hitting a high point. Anytime they play a team as as committed to running the
0: ball as the Titans. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, It's another test in that regard, Frankie. That's a great point. Frankie, I'll say this. When I was doing my breakdown and I was like, I don't like the running back personnel, I said, man, I say that before they play us. But we know. I mean, we saw what the Detroit Lions did with I can't even name the guy. What he came mean, the, in the, uh, the backup to Dalvin Cook. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I said oh, sorry, Lions. Detroit Lions. I said sorry, Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the backup to yeah. Swift, the backup to Williams. It was like the backup to the backup came in here and looked like he was Herschel Walker. So I never know. Okay. So as much as I've just talked about the Titans running backs and how I don't think they are, you know, anything special, if they come out here and they look like Jim Brown, Reggie Bush, and Warwick Dunn in their primes, you know why. Okay.
1: Rod Dallas says the Jaguars need to get the Teflon Don man himself Jim Tressel. <laughs> hey, Jim Tress is the president at Youngstown State or Uni- er, athletic director athletic at Youngstown director, State. Yeah, yeah. He he just enjoying himself over there in Wyoming. Yeah. Thrash I mean, says, tattoos
0: on front to play now, so he'll be alright."
1: Thrash says, "The rumor in Jacksonville is that they are going to try and trade for coach Tomlin. There's not enough first-round picks in the world they could offer for him."
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: I mean, maybe like 10 first-round picks. But yeah.
0: why would you want to go to Jacksonville though? Yeah. Le- to leave Pittsburgh to go to Jacksonville ain't enough money.
1: Um, Steeler Nation chimed in here with a couple Christmas questions, like most disliked thing about Christmas. Um, it, some of these ones that we've answered already. Favorite Steelers player of all time and why though is his third and final question on a Thursday. Yeah, I, have this, I think I've I think I've said this before. It's it's Troy Palamalu
0: and Joey Porter, one A and one B. Yeah, for me it's Peasy and Debo. Yeah, yep. For me, love Peasy man. When I was growing up watching him, I would do the kick. Him and and Lights Out were actually, like, my favorite pass rushers during that time frame for me. And then Debo because, yeah, man, when I got into the league, he was the person I tried to frame my game out there. And then it just so happened that we ended up being teammates and started to kick it. And it was dope. Still is dope, man. So, shout out to that. Ooh. (laughs) And no, I still don't like him. (laughs) Uh, Rod Dollis says, uh,
1: Friday after next is a Christmas movie, no cap. (laughs) The lit one says y'all are forgetting
0: Gremlins from one of the best Christmas bro, movies. Bro, Gremlins is fire. I Actually, that's my daughter's nickname too. My middle girl is, it? is Carly Gizmo because she just like Gizmo. She's so sweet and beautiful, but then if you feed her at the night, if she get a little wet at the night, man, she's going to go crazy. She's a psychopath. You can't trust it, bro. I get nervous, but I love her to death. That's my little one.
1: I retweets us and says, just booked my flight ticket bot to be in the house for that Monday night football game Let's against go. the Brannies. One can say it's not realistic. I say Ben has some magic left in his hat. Motivate these young guys. Dig deep. Pull out another miracle like we did in 2005 all over again. Here we go. Irie. I love the optimism. I do think there's a lot of differences now between this team and the team in 2005. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I love the optimism. But, man, this is a much younger group. Um, than they were working with an 05 that team in 05 was built to win right now in 04 they went to the afc championship game and i realized the steelers won 12 games and won their division last year but i don't think that felt the same as as that win streak that they had in 2004 where they just felt inevitable until they ran into the inevitable uh, the, the, the patriots yeah and then in 05 obviously starting out slow but they play really well down the stretch get into the playoffs that part of it could be the same because you're gonna have to. Your playoffs started, you know, in, at the end of November, like they yeah, did seriously. in 2005. Um, so hey, Irie, here's here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. Um, let's see here. Just like one more minute, trying to see if there's any last ones. A lot of you guys chimed in with your three things. We appreciate that. Um da da da, 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 da. Motsi, that might be it. That might be it. Like it, it, or is it like kind of it? A lot of dislikes, a lot of this, a lot of likes, a lot of dislikes. But if I went through all those right now, that would take way too many minutes, and then that wouldn't be fair to everybody. We appreciate you guys for your participation. Oh wait, one more here. I would knew you, we got. Okay, one. here we go. Here I knew we, we go. got one in the DMs. Glenn tweeted, and um, you know, thinking like, wanted to know as we start to you know get towards the end of the season, if you had to get, if you had to state right now, what would you say? is is kind of like the number one priority for, for the upcoming draft and free agency.
0: Right now, um, a combination of O-line, cornerback, and quarterback probably. Hmm. But obviously a lot of that's going to be predicated on what happens with Ben. Does he return? Is he re- uh, not released, but does he retire? Like We just don't know. What do these last four games look like for him as well? Um, O-line, I do feel like they have to make some upgrades in there. Uh, Corner, just because the Joe Hayden situation, you really don't have another high pedigree guy waiting in the wings. Everything, honestly. I mean, I'm sure you could even make a case for inside linebacker right now, if we're being real about it. And that's what – you know what? I heard Bob – this is where I'll wrap up. I heard Bob Labriola
1: say this, and I thought it was a really good point. You know, Bob Labriola said, to me, all the conversation about getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson – he said, all, all you would be doing is slapping a new coat of paint on a house that desperately needs to rebuild the foundation. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it. You look at this team right now, and there's just a lot of areas that need work. There, that there's flows. there's there's certainly guys that you want to take into that next era. You know, we've talked about Najee and Fryermouth and Deontay Johnson. We've talked about TJ and Minka, right, and how uh, Cam Hayward's still a good transitional piece. But there's a lot of areas that need reinforcing. There's a lot of areas that need, you know, um patched up little touch up patchwork patchwork in yeah. the cracks yeah yeah um but we will obviously get more and more into that once the season is over and we really do start to look ahead But tomorrow, we're just looking ahead to Sunday against the Titans. That'll do it for us. Today, tomorrow, you know the drill. Typical Friday, high drinks. We'll take your predictions. We'll give ours. Five-star Friday, here we go song. All of that as we get you ready for Steelers and Titans. Take care for the rest of the day. We'll talk to you in tomorrow. You know where to find us. As always, it's at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation
0: Radio.